This episode is brought to you by my friends at Compliment and their incredible Compliment Essential Multi-Nutrient with the eight critical hard-to-get nutrients on a plant-based diet all in one place. There's no question that the plant-based diet is a nutrient powerhouse. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know I preach that all of the time. But no matter how great it is for your long-term health, no diet is perfect. Even a well-planned diet can lack a few important nutrients for your health. That's where Complement Essential comes in. It provides those essential nutrients like vitamin B12 and DHA and EPA omega-3s in science-backed bioavailable amounts, all in a simple capsule you take daily. It even comes in 100% biodegradable packaging that will literally break down in your backyard if you were to bury it. To learn more about Compliment's products and why I choose Essential to complement my diet, go to lovecompliment.com forward slash Ashley and use the code Ashley10 at checkout for 10% off your purchase. Welcome to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kitchens. I'm a plant-based registered dietitian and virtual nutrition mentor. I was raised on an Angus cattle farm, grew up with a lot of GI issues, and used the power of plant-based eating to promote healing. Here, you'll find inspiration, ideas, and encouragement for your own plant-based journey. I'm so thrilled you're here today. Let's get started. Hello, plant-centered listeners. My name is Ashley and welcome to the podcast today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time to tune in and thank you as always for your support. It means so, so much. So today I have with me, Allison Clark. She is a health and wellness coach specializing in helping women with thyroid disorders through her business called Empowered Health. After her own diagnosis with Hashimoto's hypothyroidism more than 10 years ago, and just going through that battle. And if any of you have Hashimoto's or have hypothyroidism or are struggling with thyroid issues, you know that there are so many struggles that come along with it. So she struggled with varying symptoms despite being on medications. And after just many years of struggling, she decided to take matters into her own hands. And she gives us all the details and how she did that. In January, 2021, she transitioned to plant-based and started incorporating other lifestyle changes into her life. And as I'm sure a lot of you can imagine, incorporating new habits, new behaviors, especially lifestyle related ones like sleep, eating, movement, that can be tough, but she made it work. She immediately started seeing a decrease in the severity of her symptoms. And this past spring in 2022, a year and a half later, she learned, get this, she learned that her Hashimoto's had gone into remission. We'll celebrate that with her big time. She's still working towards healing her remaining hypothyroidism struggles through diet and lifestyle changes. And through her journey, it has become her mission to educate and empower other women in their own thyroid health. This is a subject that is also near and dear to my heart because about, gosh, I can't even remember, maybe seven years ago now, I found out that I had an elevated thyroglobulin antibody, which can eventually lead into hypothyroidism. So currently 
I'm working with my doctor to try and figure out holistic ways that we can reduce that number without having to go on medication. And we've seen some positive changes. And so I'm very hopeful that we'll continue progressing in that direction. Please join me in welcoming Allison to the show. Welcome to the show, Allison. Hi, Ashley. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being here. I am really thrilled to talk with you more about your story. So I appreciate yeah. you coming onto the show and just being vulnerable and transparent and being open to sharing it. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I can't wait to spread my my stories. Yeah, absolutely. I think the more that we're able to share like our own personal struggles like out into the world on social media and just be vulnerable, like I think the more people can relate to us or know that they're not alone in their own struggles, which is always nice. Exactly. Yeah. And when you find someone that's going through it too, and they're just a normal person, yes, you just relate so much more and you're like, okay, <laughs> this is happening to me. It's not normal, but someone else that's kind of similar to me is ha- it's happening to them too. Yeah. 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 And like you said, there's a lot of like inspiration that you can gain from like listening or watching someone else who's maybe going through something that you're also going through, um, just to kind of gain some ideas of maybe what you could do, because depending on where you live or what you have access to, mm-hmm. you, you don't know what you don't know. And so it's always helpful for exactly. people to, to share. <laughs> exactly. You don't know what you don't know. Yes. That's how I felt when I first went plant-based. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And that's when like social media wasn't like super big at that point. And I was like, I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll talk a little bit about that too, is when I started social media was not it just wasn't what it was. And no. And now, yeah, now you're just so connected. You can find resources, you can find cookbooks, everything. It's just, it's easier now. <laughs> yes, much easier. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we get into your story, which I cannot wait to mm-hmm. unpack, maybe just give us a little background on who you are, what you do, which I kind of gave the listener a little bit of a preview, but maybe just a little bit more would be great. Sure. Um, so I'm Allison. I live in upstate New York. Um, I moved here two years ago. I grew up outside of Philadelphia. Um, so that's where I'm from. I live here now. I started um, Empowered Health, which is my health and wellness coaching company, um, back last October. Um, and so I've been working on that and been working with clients and trying to get some groups started um, because I think it's really important that people know what is out there for thyroid health. Um, and that's what I do. And actually, my background, I was a speech pathologist. Um, no way. Yeah. Before I decided this is what I want to do. I want to be a health and wellness coach. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I still do some speech too as well. Okay. I will yeah. say working in the clinical setting for about maybe eight years, I every single speech pathologist that I worked with was incredible. So <laughs> I just, I have a, a fond memories of y'all. Y'all are great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. First of all, really quickly, because you're in upstate New York and we're recording this in November, it's like mid November. Are you all getting like hammered with snow right now? It is actually snowing. Um, is it really? <laughs> okay. Not enough to stick, but it's been flurrying all on and off all day long. Yeah. Oh my yep, goodness. <laughs> okay. Yep. I saw it, I think just maybe on social media, cause I'm down here in Florida, um, at this point that we're recording and I was like, oh man, that looks really cold. <laughs> it's not yet. Okay. So take us back to over a decade now um, of like how this kind of journey started for you and what kind of like led to you even like realizing that you had Hashimoto's hypothyroidism. Yeah. So it was actually accidental that I learned I had it. Um, I was a senior in high school and it was the, I want to say it was like January, February around then. 
Um, so this was back in 2012 and I had a really bad cold and I couldn't shake this cough. And so I finally decided to go to the pediatrician. They ran some blood tests and they called and they were like, you need to go see an endocrinologist. So I went to an endocrinologist. They did more testing and they said, oh, you have something called hypothyroidism and it's a specific type. It's called Hashimoto's. You have to take this synthetic hormone for the rest of your life. Okay. I'm a senior in high school. I don't know what you said to me. No. (laughs) I'm not taking my medicine. I'll take it home, whatever. Yes. So I did not, and looking back, this is really bad. I should not have done this, but I did not take my medicine for until I was almost at the end of college. I really didn't take it seriously. And I think part of it was I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't explained to me. Um, and I just didn't care. Like I just didn't know. I didn't feel bad. So I just didn't take my medicine. Looking back now, I definitely did feel bad though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I definitely yes. had symptoms looking back now. Um, but at the end of college, I started to take it more seriously. And I started to take my medication because I was starting to have symptoms. Um, like the, And the worst one was chronic hunger. And some people tell me that's not related to thyroid, hypothyroidism. Maybe it's not. But that was my absolute worst symptom. I couldn't sleep. My poor college roommate, I'd wake up and be like shoving muffins into my mouth at like three in the morning because I was so hungry. Yeah. Um, and so I, that's when I started taking my medicine. And um, that's when I really noticed that I have symptoms, fatigue, weight gain, trouble losing weight. And I was actually, I was a D1 athlete. I played soccer in college. So it was kind of like, why am I I'm working out all the time. I'm eating what I thought at the time was healthy. Of course. Um, but it's just, um, it's not really working for me. Like I'm gaining weight. And so after I graduated college, I went to grad school. And during that time, I went to see my endocrinologist because I had to go annually. And I asked her, like, do you think diet has anything to do with my thyroid health? Because I'm having symptoms now. This medication's not really working for me. And she said, no, it has nothing to do with it. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, because I didn't know. Yeah. And no. so I said, okay. And then next year I go back and I had read some more stuff. And it now is becoming more popular. Like you shouldn't eat gluten if you have Hashimoto's. You should avoid this if you have Hashimoto's. So I went and someone was covering and I asked her, do you think diet has anything to do with my thyroid symptoms? And she said, she laughed at me and kind of huffed and said, stop trying to be a celebrity. Don't believe everything you hear. And I was really shocked after that because I thought, I'm just trying to, you know, this was before social media was even big. Like, I'm not trying to be an influencer. I just truly am trying to figure out for myself. I mean, this was like seven years ago. So social, I don't even know. Yeah, I think I had Instagram at that point. But it wasn't like I wasn't, you know, so no one was trying to be a celebrity. Yeah. And um, that was, so that was really discouraging for me. But I thought, you know what, I'm just going to keep trying to figure this out. Because the other part was every year I went back, my TSH levels were high despite being on medication. So my dosage had to increase. And I kept every year I'd go back, you know, I'm 22, I'm 23, I'm 24. Why is this happening? Right. No one could explain it. And I thought I'm otherwise healthy, but this keeps going up. So something is wrong. Something is going on. And I started to make some dietary changes, you know, not trying not to eat as much processed food, trying to eat fruits and vegetables, but I was still eating meat. I was still eating, honestly, probably a lot of processed veg- or processed foods and drinking a lot of alcohol on the weekend because you know, you're young. Yeah, that that was yeah. not a good thing to do. And 
I went to a new endocrinologist in Philadelphia. Um, so I actually went into the city. I thought, okay, bigger hospital, maybe they'll be able to tell me more. And I said, I'm really having trouble losing weight. And he said, I'll put you on a weight loss pill. And I was oh, like, I wow. want a weight loss pill. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what's going on. And that to me, I at that point, I was my medication was the second highest from the top dosage. And I was like, what else do I do after I get to the top? Right. What do you do? I take a pill and a half. I don't know. And so yeah. that was scary to me. And that's really when I thought, I need to figure this out. And so um, you probably know who this is, but Earthy Andy. Yes. Uh Okay. So I was a huge fan of her, still am a huge fan of her, but this is before she was popular. This was when she was just kind of blogging still. And, um, she said that she had healed her hypothyroidism by going plant-based and I thought, okay, I'll try it. So I tried it. And this was, this was 2018, 2019, somewhere around there. So a few years had gone by since I was um, diagnosed. And I tried it and I tried plant-based and I was plant-based during the week. And then I would binge whatever I wanted on the weekend. That did not work. Yeah. And quite honestly, I didn't know how to go plant-based. So I wasn't eating beans. I wasn't eating tofu. I'm not, I don't really know where I was getting my protein from. I think I ate a lot of bread, not a pasta. And so it wasn't, it was vegan, but it wasn't plant, you know, plant-based whole foods. Right. And so when someone, and when someone asks you like, where do you get your protein? You're genuinely like, I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) And it wasn't the right fit for me at the time because I, um, I ended up losing my period and, and just didn't feel great. And I went to the endocrinologist and my levels were still high. And I thought, okay, Mm. this isn't working. Then COVID happened and that was a whole, everyone just, (laughs) yes, bad time for everyone. Um, and so then in January of 2021, I decided, you know what, I've been kind of leading up to being fully plant-based. I just haven't been eating meat on certain days. I've been just incorporating more fruits and vegetables. And I went fully plant-based in 2021, January of 2021. Mm. And it was the best decision I ever could have made because I went to the endocrinologist in May, a new one up here. And she said, we can actually lower your dosage. Like it's too high. And I thought, oh my Mm. God. Finally. Yes, this is working for me. And so she put me on a lower one. She said, okay, I'll give you three months. Come back. We'll do your blood work to make it short stable. It was stable. And I said, you know what? I'm actually like really fidgety. My legs are restless. I'm kind of anxious, which are symptoms of being over-medicated. And so I said, she said, well, you know what? Your levels are fine. I said, but I want to go down, down a dosage. And okay. she said, okay, fine. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Well, though, so you kind of like advocated for yourself in a way of like, this is what I want to do. Is that what you did? Yeah. Because okay. I said, okay, my levels are normal, but yeah. I don't feel right. I feel like I can't settle down. And that's a, um, a symptom of being over-medicated. How did, how did you know that? Cause I'm sure that's the case for probably a lot of people and they don't know where their symptoms are coming from. How did you kind of associate how you were feeling with being over-medicated or those were like the symptoms? Um, so I had Googled it actually, just like, okay. I don't know if I'm taking too much thyroid medication. And the reason I had done that is because I had been actively trying to lower it. Ah, okay. So I'm not sure if you weren't actively trying to lower it, you would necessarily know that sure. that's a side effect of too much medication. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so that's how I figured that. And then three months went, another three months went by. And after she loaded again, and it was, I was fine. So I said, so I did know my body. Yeah. And then fast forward to the springtime this year. Um, I actually started working with Parsley Health out of Manhattan. I'm not sure if you're. Mm-mm. So there was, um, her name's Dr. Robin Burrs, and she started this um, practice. And it's, it's all MDs and health coaches, but they focus on holistic health. And so I thought, um, I'm getting married next January. So I thought I want to be like the best health I can be. So this past January 22, I signed up with them and she was like, I love that you're plant forward. That's what she calls it. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, which was great because I paired with her. I didn't know she was plant forward as she calls it. Oh, so she also was. Yeah. So she was, so she was like, she was like, this is great. Like, this is how you're going to heal yourself. So um, I started with them in January. I had blood work done in, I want to say like March or April. And at my second meeting with her, she said, you don't have any thyroid antibodies. You don't have Hashimoto's anymore. And I was like, I must have asked her 10 times in that meeting. Are you sure I don't have Hashimoto's anymore? Like, are you sure? Yes. Right. So I had healed my Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease. Wow. And so yeah. it into remission, your numbers looked great. Yeah. So my Hashimoto's in remission. Um, so that's the autoimmune part. I still do have a little bit of hypothyroidism, but I'm actually working on that. She, um, the doctor that I'm working with thinks that it's just liver, my liver being bogged down. I'm not um, converting yeah. the hormones correctly. So um, she actually stopped my medicine a few weeks ago and I'm getting retested tomorrow. I wish I oh! could do this podcast, but- Okay, you have to report back. <laughs> yeah, to see where I stand. Um, and she said, you know, because of all those years, you didn't take care of it. You know, she's very blunt with me because of all those years, you didn't take care of it. You might never be able to fully come off, but yeah. because just your tissues might be damaged, but the fact that you don't have symptoms and you don't have the autoimmune piece of it anymore is huge. Yeah. Celebrate that. And oh my gosh. That's what I want people to know is there's so much you can actually do. Yeah. Yeah. And nutrition yeah. plays such a large role yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I have so many questions for you, Allison. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, so going back to when you were 18 and you were initially mm-hmm. diagnosed or went to the endocrinologist, yeah. what do you know like what lab? I mean, obviously, like you were kind of like probably like glazed over, like, I don't know what you're saying, but like, do you know what labs they took to like diagnose you with that or Mm -hmm. how that went? Um, And maybe you could explain to like those listening of like, maybe what is used to diagnose Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism Mm -hmm. that would be helpful. Sure. So back then I did not know, but now having, you know, researched this and learned about it for a while now, they look at TSH, which is, which is your thyroid stimulating hormone. They look at T4, T3. And then for Hashimoto's, they look at thyroid antibodies. So if you have thyroid antibodies present um, and a high level of TSH, that is indicative of Hashimoto's. Okay. Um, so if you if your antibodies are not present, but you still have high levels of TSH, it just might be hypothyroidism. Okay. And I think this is a good reminder, even for you listening, or if you know someone who has, who is struggling with their thyroid, it is always helpful. Like Allison is saying to get the full spectrum of thyroid labs done, right? Cause doesn't that give you like a clear picture of what's going on? Exactly. It can just give you more in depth of what's actually going on and help you with root finding root cause. Okay. Yeah. And I think Allison, I really appreciate you just saying that, you know, you went to several doctors who were kind of like, you know, diet has nothing to do with your thyroid or 
kind of laughing at you in a way, like, which is, I, I just feel like the fact that you kind of still pressed on mm-hmm. to like figure out, okay, something is not right with my body. And you did your research and eventually it sounds like you found a doctor that like fits really well with your beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but what was that? Str- I mean, that was a long time. That was years of kind of just <laughs> this, like banging your head against the wall almost of like yeah. just not getting answers. So what was that like? And how did you kind of persevere through that? It is super, super frustrating. And I feel for any female who's going through it right now, because you know, something's wrong, but Mm -hmm. someone who, and you know, it's not to knock doctors, but no one was sitting down and saying, this is what's going on. It's, it's actually a gut issue and you need to heal your gut instead of, you know, instead of looking at it just as a thyroid disorder. And so it's super frustrating when you're you're gaining weight, but you're working out and you're eating what you think is healthy and you're still gaining weight. You can't lose weight. It's like, why do I even try? You know, right. what's, what's the point anymore? And there was times I was like that. Like, why do I... I, I guess this is just always how I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's a bad... It's it's not a great mindset because then you kind of just spiral downward. And, yeah. and, you know, I was looking at it like I'm 25, 26, 27. Now I'm 28. Like, I don't want to live like this. I want to be active and not be fatigued and and feel good in myself. And not not that you have to be thin to feel good, but it was like, I'm putting in all this time and I'm not seeing the results. So yeah, um, it's super frustrating. And for a while, I just was like, well, this is it. But then when I started seeing things on social media and Earthy Andy was really a big inspiration for me um, because it was someone who, who was not from a, a medical background, not a celebrity. She just was someone who was telling her story and figuring it out. Um, that inspired me a lot. And every time I would feel down about it, I'd go back and look at her page and, and just like loved looking at like her smoothies and stuff. And then, um, you know, two or three years ago, that's when I really started reading research articles and having conversations with people who have healed themselves, um, not necessarily from hypothyroidism, but from other autoimmune diseases. And that was really inspiring to me. And then when I came across Parsley Health out of Manhattan, I thought, wow, like instantly I knew this is what I'm supposed to do. Like I'm supposed to help people learn about this. And that was, that was it. I just was on a mission. I still am on a mission. I will talk to anybody and anyone who will listen about this. And so I I guess I kind of found it strength to keep fighting for myself from within, but also from a few outside people too. Yeah. Yeah. And I should mention to my fiance, he really, Uh he really wants me to just find health and happiness. Yeah. Kind of encouraging you to keep seeking answers. Keep seeking answers to not give up. Um, He's very non-conventional himself. He quit teaching to start his own company and has been very successful. And so that was, you know, he was like, you can do this. You can, like, you can find the answers. You know, these answers. Like when I listen to other people's podcasts, I'm like saying what they're going to say next. And he's like, see, you know this, like you need to, to spread your message. So yeah. So I guess within and outside people, but I do feel for anyone going through it. It's yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it yep. really, really sucks. Yep. It does. It sucks to not be heard. It sucks to not be listened to. It sucks to like, kind of like what you were doing, fighting for years to find answers. And when there weren't any, when there wasn't really social media to like connect with other people who were also going through what you were going through. Mm-hmm. Retrospectively, like looking back when you were 18, was there any reason like 
you had this diagnosis versus like maybe one of your friends or like looking back, did you kind of like be like, oh, okay, this kind of makes sense. You know, I've gone over that so many times and I can't think of an exact event that happened. And I do know that um, in order to have an autoimmune disease, you have to have a genetic predisposition, which I know I do because um, I have a maternal aunt and a maternal cousin who also have Hashimoto's. Mm -hmm. Um, So I knew I already had that. And then you have to have an environmental trigger and then leaky gut. So obviously I had that genetic predisposition and I was not eating a plant-based. My stomach gut was not healthy, but I can't think of a specific environmental trigger. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish I could, because maybe I could help myself sooner, but I don't, I don't know. Right. Yep. Well, and the reason I ask is, is I actually have, this is why the story was so interesting to me is because I have an elevated antibody and my doctor, we kind of, we like did this like timeline thing. And she thinks it happened when I was in grad school, but the same with me, I like, I couldn't identify like Mm -hmm. a, a trigger, like an environmental trigger that would have like thrown this thing out of whack. I do know my gut was incredibly messed up because I lived off of like meat and dairy my whole childhood. So (laughs) Uh, yes. So we're getting there slowly, but surely. Okay. So how did the transition go? You're a speech pathologist. You're trying to figure out, you know, what's going on with your own body while also helping other people. Um, But how did this transition go of like, okay, I, in a way, and I'm putting words in your mouth, like I was maybe diagnosed with this for a reason to help other people um, figure figure their own path out. So I guess, how did the transition go into maybe starting your own business to help other people as well? So I don't think of it as like, I got Hashimoto's for a reason. I think it just happened. And from that, I created a way to help people. Mm. I don't think I was, you know, destined to get it for that reason. I just think it happened and I am trying to make the most of it and heal myself. The transition happened when I was looking at Parsley's page at their health and wellness coaches and I saw what they do and I instantly thought, wow, this is what I really want to do. And um, I still am a speech pathologist. I still have my license and I still treat. And I you know, for anyone, any parents are listening or anything, I still do like it. It's just, I want, it's not my passion. My passion became this health and wellness coaching. And I just think it's so important. I think people are so sick mm-hmm. and it's become so normal and you don't know that it's normal until you feel healthy. Yeah. And so I started, I created, I took on a few clients. Um, they were you know, free clients, because I thought that's how you had to start a business. Yep. Um, So that's what I did. And I saw not, um, not not all of them had thyroid disorders, but they all saw success in just daily routine, incorporating more fruits and vegetables, not necessarily going fully plant-based, although I would have loved that, but you have to meet people where they are, but just eating more plant-based, eating, incorporating some beans into their day. Um, And I saw success with that. And then I created the company, um, Empowered Health. And took me a while to be comfortable with social media. Oh, yes. (laughs) That is a scary, scary part, scary world, um, because you know you're going to be judged no matter what you post. Yep. And so I created the business, but I hadn't been doing social media and it just wasn't, I wasn't taking off. I wasn't finding people. And so I really started posting on social media about two, two months ago, I think. And I really was like, okay, I need to make this work because this is what I want. So I still do speech um, for most of my day. And then I come home and I do health and wellness coaching um, and, you know, content filming and research and all of that. So it's still, I'm still doing both, but I um, eventually am working towards health and wellness coaching full time. 
Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I think it's a good reminder, even for you listening that just because like your passion out of school or whatever was one thing, doesn't mean that that has to be your one and only passion for the rest of your life. It can, it can shift. Yeah. I think that's really, really neat. I want to go back to Allison to your story. And when you were transitioning to plant-based, how that was for you, like maybe what struggles came up and how you kind of worked through that to going from like, you know, um, eating the standard American diet to being plant-based like during the week to doing it full time. How did that go? Yeah. I think the hardest thing was finding variety. So it was, okay, you have tofu and beans and tempa, but how do you flavor them? And how do you have variety? Like, I don't want to have the same thing I have every day. So that took some time to learn and to learn the tricks of like, use nutritional yeast for this, use canned coconut milk, use coconut aminos, just different things to flavor. And I still think I'm learning that just how to flavor things and um, how to cook things. So that way they taste pleasurable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so that was a hard thing at first was just knowing what to cook and how to cook it. And I'm sure this is true for many people. Another hard thing was telling people that I was plant-based and their reaction to that. And, you know, I do, I do have very supportive people, which I'm lucky. Um, You know, they're not plant-based, but I have a lot of health conscious friends and they respect it. And if we go somewhere, they always make sure there's an option for me or um, they'll make something that's an option or I'll bring something. So they've been really supportive. Um, But it definitely was like a raised eyebrow. Like, what do you, what do you mean you're plant-based? Like, that's not what our family does, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. we're not. Um, And my dad always jokes, well, you could just go. And it's out of the goodness of his heart. He's not serious because he helps make stuff all the time. But, you know, you could just go out in the backyard and eat the grass. Yeah. Like, eat the grass. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and just other families saying like, you know, well, you have to live a little. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I'm like. That drives me bonkers because this is me living. This yeah. is me living my best life. I'm healthy. My gut is healed. I lost weight. I I'm happier. I'm less fatigued. I just feel good. This is my living. My living is not eating cook uh, cookies and chips on the weekend or a whole spare rib. Like that's just not, that's not living to me anymore. So that piece of people, and I still think people don't fully understand and they, they kind of come at you. Yeah. So that's a difficult thing, but I think if you know, inside that this is the right decision for you and it's working for you to be plant-based, then it doesn't matter what other people think because this is you. And if you find that your decision isn't working for you, it's okay to switch, to figure things out differently, but don't change just because other people are giving Mm -hmm. you all the time for it. Amen to that. (laughs) Yes. I could not agree more. Yeah. Well, and like you said earlier, like you felt, you thought you felt pretty good in college, but then looking back, you're like, oh, wow. I feel way better now. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. I'm curious because you have other family members who have hypothyroidism. If there has been much conversation around kind of your own personal journey, or if that is maybe just swept under the rug and not talked about. Um, So I do talk to my one cousin about it because I know she struggles as well. Um, And so we do have those conversations, but it just has been harder, I think, for her to go plant-based. I'm just, I don't know if she's necessarily open to it um, or it is hard. She has a whole family. Then the whole family would have to go plant-based because she, you know, only one one person cooking. Um, My other family member, we didn't talk about it because eating, you know, like, 
a ton of me and dairy is that's not going to change for her. And it's just not, it's not even in the question. So I just, part of it is people have to be open to, um, because you know, as well as I know, there are some people who are just flat out. They just, they don't want to acknowledge the facts. They don't want to see it or even just be open to a different way of thinking and eating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. And that's kind of where you're at right now is you're helping people find a solution for people who actually are looking for one, or like you said, are open-minded to trying something different or trying something that they haven't tried before. Yeah. So how does that work? You know, when you're seeing clients, maybe what are some common struggles that you see with them or some things that you kind of help them out um, with as their coach? Mm -hmm. So the most common I see are fatigue. Don't know how to structure my routine in my day and I can't lose weight or I'm gaining weight Mm -hmm. despite eating healthy and working out all the time. And, and that's a whole other thing itself is working out all the time, but So those are usually the most common ones I see. I also do see a lot of reflux. I have a lot of acid reflux where I binge on the weekend. That's another one too, is I don't, I have trouble kind of controlling that. So those are the um, problems I usually see the most. And um, that's for thyroid people and also for people with just general health issues. Um, And so I usually start, I just write very small. Let's just start, you know, tell me what you eat in a week. And if they only eat, if they don't eat any fruit, I say, okay, eat berries twice a week, twice a week. That's it. Just one box of berries. It could be half a box. If that's too much for you, we'll scale it back next week. If they're, if they're eating more fruits and vegetables and you know, it's a good amount and they like it. Okay. Why don't you try beans once with your meat? Just try it with your meat. Just put a little on your plate. Um, or maybe take the yogurt out and try something, try something else. So it's very small steps. And I think that's what makes um, my client successful and sustainable um, and not feeling like they're missing out because they start to make very small incremental changes and then they just want to make better changes. They feel yeah. good on those small changes and it leads to bigger changes. Um, and if you start too big, I find people are like, I'm not, it's not working. I'll do it for three days and then it's not going to work. And yep. that's not sustainable. My whole thing is you, in order to heal, you're kind of always battling Hashimoto's. You know, once you have that predisposition and you've had it, it's in remission, but it can come back if you don't take care of your gut. So I am looking for sustainability with my clients as well. So small incremental steps. Um, and then usually they have a perspective shift like, mm. oh, I never thought I couldn't eat cheese. And now when I eat cheese, I realize I feel icky. Ooh, so. Yeah let's try taking that out for a little um, and see, you know, if you really can do without it. And sometimes they can, and sometimes they can't. And so it goes, they do it once or twice a week, but you have to be, you know, work them up to, to wanting to do it themselves. Because if you just, and some people respond to this, if you say, just do this, take this out, you can't eat it. Some people do. Most people don't. Yeah. So it's, it's looking at their perspective and kind of helping them facilitating it, but they make their own perspective shift about what they're eating and how it helps them. And it goes the same for sleep and exercise too. You know, what we've been taught about food and exercise is not what works for everyone. Everyone is different. So the same thing is not going to work for everyone. Mm -hmm. I think it's helping people realize that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good reminder. And it sounds like too, you're helping your clients and just 
listen more to their body and how they're feeling, depending on what they're eating or how much they're sleeping or moving too, which can make a massive difference. Yeah. 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 If, if someone's listening and they're kind of where you were in your early twenties, where you're kind of going from a couple doctors, trying to figure out what's going on, trying to get at the root cause of what's going on with your labs, what kind of advice would you give to someone who feels like they're kind of in that same situation as like, they're not really getting answers, whether they have something related to Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, or they have something else that they're struggling with? Sure. So I would say one, don't give up just because doctors are telling you there's nothing else you can do. And there's, you can only take a medication for the rest of your life. Definitely take your medication. But in the meantime, let's figure out what else is going on. And then two, I would look for someone who has had success with their own story, who is not just this is the way you have to do it, but here are some guiding principles. Let's figure out how they fit into your life Um, and making sure it's someone reputable because what works for someone isn't necessarily going to work for someone else. But if someone is only pushing that one thing or only trying to sell something, yes, that can be more damaging than helpful. And um, you know, I'm not a medical doctor either. I'm a health wellness coach, but I do have my own story and I am more open to helping you figure out what works for you versus just one size fits all. And I do have a certification for health and wellness coaching. So just making sure you're looking for people who have a background, who aren't just out there to influence. They're there to actually help. Um, and then keeping an open mind. So what you've been taught and might not be what works for you. And so just because it's the norm in society does not mean you have to follow it. Mm-hmm. And you can try something. And if it's not working for you, you can try something else. But don't give up and don't fall into those those society trends or diet trends. Um, you know, look at something that's going to be sustainable for you. Yeah. Yeah, because just because it's something that we've always done or that you, you know, multiple doctors have told you doesn't mean that it's like the one true and only answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we all are given the same medication, but we're also different. So how does that work? You know, it's a, it's a band-aid. So if we're all different and we all eat different exercises, but we're all given the same exact synthetic hormone, it's yeah. not going to work for everybody. Wow. Huh. I've actually never thought of that. I really appreciate that perspective. You're so right. Huh. And I think going back to what you said too, like that this, especially when you're finding other people who have similar stories, it really is important to know that like, it's not a one size fits all that there are a lot of different approaches that you can take. And just because one person has this successful story, doesn't mean that the exact thing that they, the exact thing that they did is going to apply to you as well. So I think that's a good reminder too, of continuing to just advocate for yourself, use people as inspiration um, Mm -hmm. and kind of figure things out for yourself and your health. Right. And there are some, you know, guiding principles. Like I do believe plant-based is the best option. It's the best option for me. And it definitely healed me along with some other changes. Um, But I think even just someone who maybe only eats meat three times a week, you know, that's an effort that's trying that needs to be applauded as well. Um, So don't feel discouraged if it's like, I can't go plant-based fully from the start. That's okay. That's okay. You don't have to be the perfect vegan. Yep. Yep. (laughs) You just want to be plant eating more plants and then maybe you eventually switch over. Yes. There was a, there was a quite a while where I actually believed everyone had to be like 100% plant-based like right away. And that's when I, personally first went plant-based and I had 
chronic constipation for 20 some years. And then it was like gone. And I was like, everyone needs to do this. It's like the quote, perfect diet, you know, but you're right. Meeting people where they're at, which you've said multiple times. I think I I just appreciate that so much because it is so true. And even little changes are going to add up to big results over time. Like they have an impact. Well, Allison, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Where is the best place that people can connect with you on social media if they're interested in working with you or just want to continue to follow your journey? I'm sure. So you can check out my Instagram. It's Empowered Health LLC. Um, And then I also have a website, EmpoweredHealthLLC.com. And you can fill out, um, I do free 15-minute health consultations. You can submit a form and we can chat and see if it's something you'd be interested in. Um, But those are the two best ways. Wonderful. And we've included those in the show notes. So you can just click those below. If you want to follow Allison or get in touch with Allison, that will be the best way to do it. Again, Allison, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you. And I appreciate you being vulnerable. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Ashley. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast today. If you found this episode inspiring, please share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you. Until next time, keep thriving.